Our first lesson this morning comes from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the 55th chapter. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will be, make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know. And nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. A reading from the 145th Psalm. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Lord, you are good to all and your compassion is over all your works. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up those who are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon you, O Lord. And you give them their food in due season. You open wide your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. You are righteous in all your ways and loving in all your works. You are near to all who call upon you, to all who call upon you faithfully. You fulfill the desire of those who fear you. You hear their cry and save them. You watch over all those who love you. But all the wicked you shall destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. Let all flesh bless God's holy name forever and ever. Our second lesson this morning comes from Paul's letter to the Romans, the ninth chapter. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people, my kindred according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises To them belong the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, comes the Messiah, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. Holy Gospel this morning, according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowd heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. 
When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then Jesus ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. All those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. People of God, will you join me for a word of prayer? Lord God, you draw the hungry and the thirsty into your presence. You offer us food and drink without price and without limit. Satisfy both the hunger of our bodies and the hunger of our spirits. That in all things we may be whole and full and holy. Fill us now by this word that you have given us. Guide us by the spirit poured out into us by the waters of baptism. And raise us up each and every day to be the body of Christ for the world. All these things and all the things of our hearts we lift before you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It seems like nowadays we really can't plan for anything, right? The coronavirus pandemic has affected our work, our vacations, schools, and every aspect of our daily routine. It's affected our time of worship together. We're constantly concerned, even more so than usual, about our health. And the many uncertainties of our immediate future have many questioning how they will provide food, medicine, and comfort to their families. All of that on top of the concerns and the, cons- and the stressors that, that consumed our daily lives before this pandemic. Matters of justice and equality and freedom and rest, which are not always enjoyed by all. The crowds that followed Jesus throughout the countryside and into the desert undoubtedly had some of the same worries. Faced with imperial oppression, economic hardships, and the toil of daily life, these people came to Jesus worn and weary and ready to hear the word that he had for them. They wanted to escape, to escape from the reality of their daily lives that caused them stress and anxiety and hardships. Isn't that what we want some time for ourselves? We want for the the depression, the anxiety, the sickness, our bodily pain to end. 
We want to withdraw from the chaos and the turmoil and the headache and go to a place where we don't have to think about the bad things in life, where we can rest and be at peace. No wonder that Jesus looked on this crowd surrounding him and was moved with the deepest of compassion and began immediately to heal their sick and their suffering. Jesus himself had wanted to escape. He had just heard the news that Herod had killed his cousin, John the Baptist, ending his ministry and snuffing out a prophet who had pointed people to God's kingdom, walking among them in Jesus. Jesus wanted to escape, to pray, to mourn, to center himself on his ministry and prepare himself for a similar future. All of this we can assume But just as Jesus had made plans to go off on his own, he looked out from his boat and saw a great crowd and motivated by love for them, took off to offer the wholeness of the kingdom of heaven. His plans falling short. Jesus' plans and the plans of the crowd, though, Intersected in this moment. The place of escape for these people was in the presence of the Lord, and Jesus, feeling compassion for them, forsook his rest and spoke with them, cared for them, and tended to the people. What the crowd wanted and subsequently what they needed was to be with Jesus. And I think we would all agree that there's no place better to be. In the church, we often have a habit of telling ourselves and others that when life gets hard, we just have to give it over to God and let the Spirit sort it out. And while that may be sound advice, it does no good for those who are suffering hunger and want, who battle loneliness or depression or grief. Telling someone to give their struggles over to God without sharing the blessing of compassion, companionship, and mercy to them is like these disciples walking up to Jesus and saying, the hour is late and we're nowhere near civilization. The people are hungry. Send them away so that they can buy their own food. They didn't come prepared and they need to make do on their own. Of course, what the disciples ask seems to be the logical thing, right? They can't possibly feed over 5,000 men, women, and children on their own. They didn't make plans for such a feat. How could they? The people need to go off and buy their own food. But notice carefully the exchange that Jesus has with his disciples. Jesus said to them, the people need not go away. You give them something to eat. The disciples replied, we have nothing here except for five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, bring them here to me. It could be easy for us to fall into a trap that because we can't make solid plans or don't feel confident in our gifts, or are convinced that we don't have the resources to make a difference, 
that we're better off not even taking on the task. That we need to just hand our shortcomings over to God and they'll sort themselves out eventually. Thanks be to God that when Jesus tells us to bring our burdens before him, he looks at us with compassion, heals our illness, and does not turn us away when we need to be fed. What Jesus does is he draws us in closer, inviting us to bring what we have, no matter what it is or how small the gift, so that in being blessed and broken, creation might be raised up to newness of life through the abundant generosity of God's compassion for our neediness. If the parables and the actions of Jesus tell us anything, it's that God prefers to use the small, the unlikely, the broken, and the overlooked to build up and expand the kingdom of heaven. God says, take what you have, that which I have already given you. And offer it back to be used for the healing of the nations. It is enough. It is more than enough. There will be baskets overflowing with the gifts of the kingdom. You give them something to eat. Think of the way that the world is transformed when when we share a kind word. We offer a gentle prayer. We, we comfort someone with our presence. These things can and normally are much stronger revelations of Jesus' love. A more fully realized embodiment of the resurrection that we share. Even though they seem like small gestures of compassion, these acts of mercy work to show the fullness of God's love for the world because they seldom stop at simple niceties, but grow into harvest of healing, helping, and serving in Jesus' name. You give them something to eat because the Spirit lives in us as we look at a world that is unable to make plans and is feeling helpless because no one seems to have any control over our daily life, we are blessed to know that the life of the risen Jesus lives on in us. In Christ, compassion leads to action. Healing the sick yields itself to feeding the hungry, even if they have the means to supply their own bread. For people who are having a hard time making plans, God's plan is more than enough for us and for the world. God will take all that he has given to us and multiply it again and again, giving it back to us, Christ's church, to generously share the gospel promise of abundant life, trusting that there will be more leftovers to gather than what we started with. God prefers... To use people like us to reach out in prayer and in love to the people who we encounter. Because God's plan for creation is that all who hunger and weep be satisfied and comforted through the forgiveness of sin and the healing of our bodies in the promise of Jesus' resurrection. God's plan for us is to participate in this holy work of distribution. 
sharing the faith we hold in the promises of God's forgiveness and in the hope of the resurrection. Building relationships within Christ's church and in the communities we occupy to strengthen our dependence on God and on one another. And offering the good news of the gospel to others by healing their illness, feeding their starving bodies, and lifting up sisters and brothers in Christ to join us in giving ourselves away as food for the hungry. Regardless of who we are, Regardless of who we are not, we are enough. Because God is the one who blesses, breaks, shares, and gathers all creation to himself. That we might be witnesses to the power of life in Christ over death and the grave. Bring your gifts to God. They will be blessed and they will be multiplied. Receive them and share them with the world. Share the faith. Build up community in Christ Jesus and spread the gospel promise of his resurrection. This will satisfy the hungry and heal the sick. Gather God's people together in mercy and in worship. The baskets will be overflowing to the glory of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In whose name we pray. Amen.